everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 119. Yes, yes, we are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Gigi Ronmas. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Yuni. Yay, we're all here! Yay! Yay! We're we're all almost here. Well, physically, I suppose, mentally, not so much. No, mentally, we're never here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just like me, I wasn't there when I did that shot for OLR. I can't believe they picked the Spiritus, but then again... I kind of go. I kind of goaded them into it when they showed them how strong it was. <laughs> duh. Well, hello, duh. Well, wait, wait. Remember, Jamie was going for the Glen Fittich. Of course, she was. <laughs> I wonder if we could actually. But you didn't. You didn't listen to her. No. <sighs> she was outvoted. You should have just done a shot of both. Should have done a shot of all three like I used to do. Oh my. <sighs> well, if you're, if you're wondering what's that all about, Orange Lounge Radio just celebrated their 11th birthday or anniversary this past Sunday. And it was actually 11 years ago on that date, June 25th, that they did the first episode. So, Jesus Christ, we're like halfway there. <laughs> wow. Yes, but nowhere near as many uh, episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll get there by the time Social Security starts collecting. (laughs) Oh, please. By the time we're old enough to collect Social Security, it won't be there. Exactly. We'll be getting IOUs every month. Yeah, that'll be fun. Well, yeah, pretty much. So, anywho... We are live tonight, week of June 26, 2013. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Sign in. Your membership is totally free. Um, if you're part of the VOG crew, uh, sign in and check in because check-ins are live. Check-ins, you get points, and it's sort of like achievements, micro- like when you play Xbox Live, all that cool stuff. Um, let see. We are live in the chat room. If you have a chat line such as IRC, IRC chat line such as Merc, XChat, or Chatzilla, it is irc.gamesearch.net, and the chat room is Bog. And as we go to the chat room, uh, Raginator says, are we ever really here, Ranma? To that I say, it depends on your point of view and how much weed you smoke that day. <laughs> Especially if you're Rob Van Dam. Okay, okay. Let, 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 let's go around. Uh, let's go around the virtual Skype room here. Um, Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um, my week was actually pretty interesting. Oh, I went into a local party store uh, looking for a job, and the next day I got a call saying, Hi, you can come in. <laughs> so I, I'm employed again. It's like that cat meme, you know, that they showed for um, PlayStation 4, walk in, wreck shit, leave. It's like, walked in, got job, leave. Yeah, something like that. 
Um, I don't know how long I will be with this job. Does it pay uh, well? No, not at all. <clears throat> well, of course not. <laughs> uh, it doesn't pay well. Um, I'm supposed to be getting at least 20 hours. At this point, I'm just under that. So I'm all right with that. And technically, in a month, they're supposed to bump me up to a key holder and give me a little bit more money, which I'm okay with. Um, the only problem is uh, no benefits, no nothing. Um, so, yeah. And the people that own the business, because all the party fairs out there are all individually owned. Mm -hmm. There's no, like, corporate for them. Um, the people that own this really don't know how to run a business. I have no idea how the hell they've been in business for 13 years. Well, it's like watching Restaurant Impossible and this and that. It's like they figured shit out as you, as you go along. Case in point, the company I used to work for, Slinging Shirts, figured shit out as they went along. Still figuring shit out as they go along. Yeah, I just like I want to sit there and like actually fix everything, but I don't have the power and ability to do that. Actually, but I guess as long as it's been working for them, and yeah, uh, whatever. Well, I say here places like a Chipotle and stuff like that start people at like eleven, twelve dollars now because they because the guys are, the guys in charge think it's you, because you know you can't sustain yourself on minimum wage that they got to give them a little more to get by on you know. I don't know if there's a place like that near you, or you feel like going into food service. <laughs> well, there's a um, Save-A-Lot opening, like, five minutes away. So I'm actually going to stop in there and check it out. They're supposed to be a really, really good company to work for because they want to try and keep unions out of there. Um, it's kind of like an Aldi's, if you've heard of Aldi's. Um, basically, it's the dollar store equivalent of a grocery store now where bottom dollar well it's it's not bad food it's just that um when you go into a dollar store it's not like you know what's going to be there there's nothing really set that's going to be there and everything changes you only get like they just get what comes in it's the same thing with aldi's and save a lot um everything changes all the time so there's no real set product there's no real set brand um and then there's like four or five aisles and a refrigerated section and that's it well, but they're really really good to work for in my in my neck of the woods there really isn't a chain dollar store it is there is one family dollar i kind of know where it is but the local ones are a lot cheaper it's they usually call it 99 cents and up Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back on my hockey, old- ho- hockey coming goes. I was uh, I went to an Aldi's once, and that store the cashiers are sitting down on the job. Yes, they do, and they don't bag. Huh. Basically, all they do is you go to them with your uh, grocery cart. They t- you you put it on the um, conveyor on the conveyor belt, scan it, and put it back into their cart. Then they have to go over. They don't supply you with bags or anything like that. You have to bring your own bags. And if not, they will have boxes there. 
it's like and when you we, can box up everything. It's like I bought we a dollar. Plastic bags cost a nickel apiece. That blew me the fuck away the first time I saw it. It's like when we went to Canada that one time. Mm-hmm. And it's like every time I go to IKEA, I keep forgetting this, and I'm like, well, shit. I wanted this room in my book bag. Oh, good. Yeah. It's it's very, very basic. They don't have any of that crap. So it's one of those things where you have to bring your own bags or hope that they have boxes there. Hmm. But again, they're supposed to be really good to work for. Well, I, for me, I'm like um, pro-union and um, a... I mean, given in the, in the food services, I'm pro-union. Everywhere else, yeah, no. You mean to tell me you're going to sit on your ass for 22 bucks an hour and bitch at me saying I got to go to lower Manhattan to get my metro car replaced? Yeah. At this point, I'm just pro-work. <laughs> I know that. Okay. Um, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, let's see. I ended up seeing World War Z this weekend. Yeah. Which was... Uh, a bit of a diversion from the book, but then again, the book was mostly a third-hand uh, reports, you know, that, and it would have been like a three or four-hour documentary kind of thing. But yeah, I heard, I, I heard that it basically the only similarity between the book and the movie was the name. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's still enjoyable, number one, like, regardless of that. I mean, I was actually kind of worried that, you know, as soon as, as soon as Brad Pitt was uh, announcing the trails, I was thinking, oh god, this isn't going to be a vanity project for him, is it? And I'm, I'm also thinking, did he at least read the book? Or did anyone on it? I mean, yeah, the uh, conversion from a human to zombie takes like seconds and everything. It's like almost an hour or two. There's no like huge military battle scene on screen. Because like, one of the big ones that like, in the book where where things go to shit is where uh, there's a big battle in Yonkers where they try fighting the undead with the normal tactics, but the whole shock and awe thing doesn't really work. jive with zombies who who uh, don't see that shit. Okay, okay. I've been hearing about World War Z, and everyone's talking about the Battle of Yonkers. See, growing up where I live, Yonkers was a town where you didn't want to be caught in after 10 o'clock at night. I'll let you figure that out. Ooh, ooh, ooh! And uh, the first part of the movie takes place in like our area. Like it start, like the sh- the plot starts getting going in Philadelphia, and then moves on to Newark. And my friends and I are all in the theater joking, like they see like smoke columns like rising up, like the a supermarket look like, completely looted. Even the cops are looting. And my friends and I are looking at each other like, this isn't a zombie apocalypse scenario. This is Newark on a Tuesday. <laughs> or Camden on a Friday. <laughs> no, that's Camden every day. <laughs> it's like when I checked in on Facebook. Camden, the greatest city in the world to live. Oh, and also I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing New Leaf. And uh, I'm only about a uh, like a couple weeks into my town. But uh, uh, our friend of the show, Greg Wicker, you know, Grego? Yeah. The guy was like... He like put it on Facebook said, "Hey, I want town to go visit too." And I'm like, "All right, come visit mine." And then he like plays plays around my, my town for a little. You know, we like get a little secret island where the uh, former mayor lives and like do shit on there. And he like drops fifty thousand dollars on a uh, on a 
public works project in my town. So that was really awesome. Thanks, Greg, if you're listening. That sounds pretty cool. Now, what's with all that rumbling I hear? What? I just heard rumbling. It's like someone's messing with their headset or something. Look, I don't hear it anymore. Well, it looks like it went away, and as I said, we have a full house. One of our other staffers, Jen, is here, so we're going to bring her into the chat. AJ! Yo! Look at her icon! A pissed off rarity. Angry rarity is not happy. Grumpy rarity. Yeah, grumpy rarity is grumpy. But uh, yeah, Greg Wicker, if you're listening, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Hey, hey uh, Jen, you there with us? Absolutely. Woohoo! right. The party can now begin. Well... <laughs> Well, before you, before we continue on, and Koi tells about her week and her day and what she's been up to since the last time she's been on the show, you have to crack open another cold one for her because she requested one before, and I have no beer in my house. I have I, one beer. I'll just did. give me a second to go get it. I will go for it. <laughs> yeah, I just did. You'll be you'll be kind of dismayed to know it is PBR, but you know it is what it is. I mean, not for nothing. It's gotten to the point where I'd sooner drink PBR over Bud Light. Yes, please. Thank you very much, sir. I think I'll drink PBR over Miller, okay? Yes, absolutely. All I have in my house is Guinness, and I'm full of food, so that's not happening. Guinness isn't a beer. That's, that's meal. That's a meal in a bottle. Yep. Okay, uh, Koi, how was your week, and how was your day? Um... Week was interesting because I. Right, here you go. Oh, oh here. yeah. Ah. But uh, yeah, week was interesting. I um had internet problems all last week, and we finally got it fixed just in time to figure out I needed a new PS3. What happened? Um, the other PS3, which is the chunky model, mm-hmm. um, has a different networking card in it for wireless internet connection. Okay. And I have no Ethernet, or I'm not able to do Ethernet into my systems because of the separation. So I ended up having to get a refurbished PS3 and use it for everything. So right. I've been switching things around and playing games and trying not to strangle Comcast. Wait, 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 stop. Wait, you're saying your fat has no Ethernet port? Um, it did, but because of how my setup is, mm-hmm. I can't drag an Ethernet cord throughout my entire condo to ah. for a PlayStation. Okay. And another uh, violation of logic there. You you didn't strangle Comcast. No, because the guy um that well the first person I got a hold of was an idiot. The second mm. person was a little less of, of an idiot, and the third dude was amazing. And a gamer. So while we were waiting for my modem to start behaving itself, we just babbled about Dragon Age for about an hour. That's pretty cool. See, if you had told me about that, I would have told you, yeah, go out, get this this Ethernet adapter that'll work as a wireless function. It'll work. But yeah. it's all working mm-hmm. now. It's all happy. I'm happy. And now I just got to continue making costumes. And what costume are you working on? Or are you signed an NDA and you can't tell us? 
No, um, it's a character from an indie comic called Shadowhunters. Okay. Uh, the character is like a warrior princess type, and I got asked by the creators to enter their contest that they do every year because mm-hmm. I usually blog about it. So they wanted me to enter this year, and I'm trying. If I get it done, I'll enter. <laughs> awesome. I definitely like the sound of that. And, you know, as we were talking, like, for the show, I'm looking at your avatar, and I'm like, shit, if she smiles anymore, I think something else in my house is going to explode. <laughs> okay, so um, I'll get to that just a bit. And, uh, Jen, how was your week, and how was your day? Um, my my week has been interesting. Um, my, my dirty little secret's out, as I told Mako-chan a bit earlier yesterday. Um, I've, I've started reading Homestuck. Come back to the light, Carolyn. Come back to the light. <laughs> no, the whole thing actually happened. Um, I, I was just, I was reading summaries and wikis and stuff for a while, so I was interested in seeing what it was about. It sounded interesting. And this past weekend, I was at Port Con, Maine, which I will actually talk a bit a bit about later in the in the chat in the chat here. And I was sitting there at at my booth. I'm I was one of their chairs, so I kind of like hang out there most of the day to collect money and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I made my way through Jailbreak, actually, which is one of Andrew Hussey's first uh, first like interactive webcomic game things. And let's just say Jailbreak is fucked up. It is it is hilarious though. And uh, I made it through that in like a day. I started you know dicking around with um with with the the, the Bard's Quest. And then I'm like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to go dive into this big thing. And I, I started, you know, clicking my way through Homestuck. It, ju- it just happened. I'm sorry. You have my sympathies. I know. I'm, I, I, see, I see a large chunk of my life just kind of slipping away. Should we play taps for you now or tap for you later? <laughs> maybe, maybe play taps for my brain cells because I feel like I'm going to lose a lot of them in this process. Just wait till you get the official you're, Homestuck You're going to get to a point that you're... Because you're like me. You're going to get to a point and you're just going to go, this is so ridiculous. And you're just going to be there. You're going to stare at this and know that you really need to finish it, but f- don't feel like finishing it. Yeah, it's going to be as like... As long as you don't have the desire to cover yourself in body paint and jump in a hotel pool or actually we were talking okay. about that yeah, we, we've been talking about cosplay but not with regards to jumping in a hotel pool with with the gray body paint to actually show how to do it correctly i might have to get the shotguns and turn this shit into the walking dead up in here i just i just happen to know a few things about theatrical makeup and and i i saw some of the cosplays done very well this past weekend actually some of the wigs were like ridiculous impressive i was like holy crap i want to find out who that character is because i want to see why they did that and then it was it was actually pretty good so uh, right now apparently um if you accidentally knock somebody's a dead relative's ashes into something in the game it kind of becomes part of their spirit and that's kind of where i am and it's kind of mind-blowing it's like only like the second part but so you didn't get to the rainbow dash part yet did you i did not okay I did not. I probably I may have seen some spoilers of it just because. Hey, it's been going on four years. It's, you're going to be spoilered. But no, he knocked his nana's ashes into one of like the Colonel Sprite things, like the little guardian things, and it ended up like taking on his like nana's form or some shit. It was really weird. So. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the guardians in there are just basically they help you out in the very beginning and then they disappear. Oh, so like they don't? Okay, because I just thought it was 
this, this was just bizarre. It was just like the dead ash of his grandma. I'm like, this ass is fucked up, dude. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you Don't see them. My uh, mother, the car, like. Yeah, you see them every once in a while, and then they just completely disappear. It's just, it's one of those things where you look at it and go, okay, I get it, but at the same time, yeah, it, it, it seems, doesn't need to be in there. It seems like if you've played video games, like, you understand, like, why there's, like, these these helpers and guardians and, and stuff. But, yeah, I haven't gotten far enough into it to have, like, you know, the overload of characters yet, so I'm, I'm still okay. My head hasn't exploded. Just wait. Especially since each act keeps getting longer and longer and longer. Like the song that doesn't end. Some well, right now there right now there are only six acts in it, and it's not the sixth act is not complete, and the sixth act is like the longest one. It's five and six take up over half of the entire span of this thing. So nice. was was six the one that they started when he came back from hiatus um, earlier this month, or was that had that already been started? Uh, that had already been started. Okay, I was gonna say if it's that long, I know he, he had had it on hiatus for a while because of the video game, the Kickstarter thing, and everything. So. Mm. But yeah, one of these days I'm just gonna not be here. I'm gonna have my brain explode all over my laptop. It's just gonna be. It took, me, it took me a week to get to where I am, and I read nonstop for a week. And it, it, after that week, it just, I, I can't, like, I, I know that I need to finish it, but I can't. <laughs> Mako, we all know for a fact you are a bit of a book slut, so we're not surprised that you read it for a solid week. Yeah, I know. I can sit down and read a book in eight hours and just do nothing but read that book in eight hours. Not a sports page, not a magazine. <laughs> But a book. Mm-hmm. A fucking book, nigga, yeah! Oh, God. Oh, God. E A D A B O. That is a ringtone on my phone when I know one of my one of my relatives are calling. <laughs> I get mentally prepared to lose to lose IQ points when I deal with them. Oh, that's that, that one of your relatives, not like one of your customers at work. No, like relatives. <laughs> This is why none of my relatives oh, yeah. do that to me. By <laughs> the way, I did something very, very bad yesterday. What did you do? Like what? I, wa- I-, I watched Equestria Girls sober. Oh, I'm God, sorry. why? What is wrong with you? Yeah, I, I know, I, right? Actually, it actually is not as bad as you would think. And this is me. I'm not really in, like, I, I enjoy My Little Pony, but I'm not a huge, like, brony, like, oh, my God fan. And it actually wasn't bad, but it didn't need to be in theaters. Okay, before we continue, uh, Koi, could you do me a favor? Yes. Hand Mako the, um, the frisbee so she can commit suicide now? <laughs> you must have an honorable death for what you did. Thank you. <laughs> well, like I said, if I had got my hands on the movie, there would have been a drunk viewing at Anime Next. No, it's, me too. It would have been a drunk viewing at freaking The human versions of the main characters are fucking creepy. It's not as bad as everybody thought. The storyline works. 
I wasn't saying the storyline. No, I was I, saying about the I, character design. I honestly Yeesh. don't think the design is that bad. The only thing that kind of like bugged me out about it is that they kind of looked like rat dolls and they had really short skirts and they were like kind of like sexualized. That was the only thing that bugged me. Overall, I mean, I think that the, the models like looked pretty good. And I was looking at the Twilight Sparkle one and it looked freakishly like the Twilight Sparkle human that I drew last summer. Yep. So I'm, mm-hmm. so I'm, like, so I'm like, it makes sense. To me, it makes sense. And I just if you want sexualized and or humanized ponies, just go to DeviantArt. Let's not Absolute go man. there. Yeah. Let's not go there. And I mean... Oh, I fuck. think you're going to need this beer more than I am. <sighs> I, well, I, the, the, my problem is I still can't figure out their ages. They're in high school. And the Cutie Mark Crusaders are in high school. So they're at least freshmen. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it isn't it like a time skip though? Not really. And I, n- not no. It's um like I th- I think they're I think they're seniors. So I think there's like a three year age difference between like Applejack and her sister, oh, which would mean that. which would mean that the ponies are eighteen. Okay. Ish. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think that there are th- that it's that it's that linear to the original timeline because it never really is. Um, it's not spoken as to how you know how old any character is in the actual series. Yeah. It, except for except for like Spike and Dummy, I think they mentioned they were having their first birthday or something, but that's pretty much it. I, I I'm thinking maybe this isn't this isn't meant to follow a linear timeline. No, it's like an it's like offshoot. Is yeah, it honestly, I mean, it sounds it's, like it's, an high school AU fanfic that got way out of control. Yeah, and onto the big screen. It actually feels like that. It really did not need to be in theaters. It's seventy-seven minutes long. Um, the theaters that are actually showing it only show it at like ten a.m. and there's only one showing. And so, I mean, it's you're still paying matinee prices. So instead of like ten to twelve dollars, it might be eight to ten dollars. But you're still, still getting pleased at the snack bar. Yeah. It, Unless you go to the 7-Eleven, which is across the street. Yeah. But, I mean, the whole thing is the antagonist of the movie, Sunshine, Sunset Shimmer, is basically a recreation of Trixie. Oh, goody. Lovely. And, I mean, Tri- Trixie is in the movie. You see her for a little while, and she annoys Twilight, so that's kind of cute. But Sunset Shimmer is basically a a remake of Trixie. Um, she's after Twilight. She studied under Celestia. She couldn't hack it. And then she goes into this alternate dimension where she starts ruling everything. And her henchmen in this alternate dimension are Snips and Snails. See, also different now, it too. Cool. See, yeah. My thing about this is this. Okay, Hasbro, Hasbro. You you've seen the original Genjinka MLP cosplays. I mean, unless you're that blind, I mean, come on, you see them. But this is the best you could come up with. And the sad part is, I'm not saying sad per se. There will be people that will be doing Equestria Girls cosplay. I see it. It's going to happen at Otakon. I'm calling it now. But the thing is, the cosplay, the outfits actually fit them. If you're going to do 
like all these people that do the cosplays of humanized ponies and things like that it the cosp the costumes work to actually go out and cosplay as these girls i'm not saying like color your skin and all of that to go with it don't the, give the, the cosplayers any ideas yeah but the outfits sure actually someone's thinking of it already anyway yeah the outfits really do work, and at the end, um, when they gain their power, like when Twilight gains her, her gets her crown back, and she powers up everybody through the power of friendship. That's when they get ears and their wings and crap like that. And how they did it to do like to do tails, they basically just grew their hair out and then put a band at the bottom. So that there was a tail, like it, it was longer hair. So I mean, it—they it, didn't fully go into like the whole "oh my god, you're a pony now," but just the way that they did it actually would make cosplay work. Okay. Magical one, power makes your hair grow. The one thing I, I really have to say I like about the designs is um, I, how many of us have who have actually tried to, to draw like, like humanized ponies have actually had like a big, you know, debate over what, what kind of like, you know, ethnic background or whatnot that they, they look like in your head. Here, they actually went with like these crazy skin colors. That way you can't say that somebody's supposed to be a certain, you know. A, a yeah, pony. I mean, their there's skin color is basically what, what, their, what their pony color is. I thought that was brilliant because you can't, because that's, it's like a colorblind thing. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be a specific background. There's also to be that sort of, you know, image. So I like the way they did that. It's like a base to work off of. Um, now, if we go to the chat room real quick here, uh, we have from Scarlet, Books Let's Unite. Woo-hoo. And she also goes, I'm a bit of a design snob. Reminds me too much of Monster High wannabes. Yet I'll probably yeah. watch it anyway with a side of Merlot yeah, and yes. cheese. Now, that's how you class it up. Well, the thing class is, it, up, it, it is, it is basically a pony version of Monster High. Everybody has said that, and they have not denied it. Hasbro has not denied that it's basically Monster High as ponies. And I'm sure there's a Monster High My Little Pony Friendship with Mag- Magic crossover out there somewhere. Probably. <sighs> Don't even go there. Yeah, I went, my first saw the Monster High designs, I actually liked the Monster High designs. I'm like, that's kind of cool. It's like goth brat styles. Okay, cool. Goth brat styles? Yeesh. Yeah, and then you watch something like the Monster High movie. Oh my god, that was like a train wreck I couldn't look away from. <laughs> but you couldn't help but watch. <sighs> no, but I mean purely from a design perspective, because I was like, just looking at the designs, and I didn't see you know like like mini skirts or like anything that that's really just like overtly like, like the dolls. Yeah, the dolls um are more tame than the cartoon series because those skirts oh, okay. they get super duper short then oh because there was one she was like a little like a, a goth alita she had like a little puppy dress and the ponytails the one that the brainy vampire girl had like bell bottoms on and there was another one that was kind of like a like a preppy type i guess and she just had like a straighter skirt so yeah it didn't look like it was like you know little hoochie like type stuff but that then again that was just i was just looking at the doll designs all right now now here's a question now we've seen as we watch as you as you two have watched um 
Equestria Girls. Now tell me, does it remind you of another cartoon design style? Anybody? It reminds me of, of, of many different cartoon design styles. Well, how I'm going to play a theme song to a particular cartoon that we all grew up watching. Let's see if you agree with me. All right, load. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Oh, yeah, the multicolored skin people in the Doug universe. Do, 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 do. Okay, yeah, I'm, people I'm, are fucking pale blue, green, yellow, orange. Yeah, with the skin colors, but the but that cartoon took the character designs to a even more cartoony level. I think this is the episode where we have where we have officially marked ourselves. We have officially dated ourselves. Yeah. Thank you, Scarlett, for that mention. I think we've gone completely off the rails here. How was your week and how was your day, DJ? Oh, where do I begin? <laughs> well, you have to understand this podcast always goes off the rails. It's what makes it funny. Yeah, except some of the people that are on this podcast have to actually go soon. All right, all right, all right. This, this, one, this train went so far off the rails, you'd think it got suplexed by Saban. Damn it, Maka, we should have saved that review for next week. But anywho, I will, oh, make, well. I will make this quick. Friday, I had to fight with my school to get my MetroCard replaced. That didn't work, so I'm out 30 bucks on that. And today was an interesting story. I'm in the lab doing work, and I hear, Hadouken, try Hadouken. And I'm like, somebody watching a video. Some dude behind me is watching a Street Fighter 3 video. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. And it keeps going. Now, you're in an open computer lab. I turn around like, hey, can you turn it down a little? You know, hey. It gets turned down a little, but then it gets turned back up. A lot? Uh, uh, back to the normal volume. Now, you know that situation where if nobody's going to say it, if one person isn't going to say anything, nobody else will? Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. I'm sitting there just waiting. Just by my time. I'm just like, I'm keep giving him all this leeway time thinking he's just finishing up. And I turn around and ask him, hey, can you turn it down, please, you know? And he's just copying an attitude and so forth. I'm like, you know what, fine, whatever. I leave the lab, go over to the help desk, explain the situation, and come back. And then he continues to run his mouth about me being a snitch, this and this and that. I'm like, you know what, I don't have time for your shit. And I look at him, I'm like, oh, it's like that? You're going to run your mouth after I asked you nicely to turn the volume down? I pulled the power cord, I pulled the power on his computer. Ooh. Nice. And then he want, and he cops that who wants to fight me. I'm like, look, I'll, if you want to fight me, go right ahead. Hit me. Please hit me. There are, there are people in military fatigues that would love to put you in an orange jumpsuit, put you in Fort Leavenworth for 5 to 15. Please hit me. He walks out. Next thing you know, I'm in the dean's office with this guy. And you know how it is where you fuck up. You, you try to spin the story like I didn't do it and this and that. And that's what he did. We pretty much told both our sides. After he told his, I'm like, well, you forget the part where you made threats against me and and slurs and this and that. And I, here's the thing that had me going. He's like, if it's a problem, put your headphones on. Why should I put my Why should I have to put my headphones on? Because you want to listen to your music, do this and do that. If I'm listening to my music or whatever, I'm putting my headphones on so no one else have to hear it. 
Exactly. And I'm like, yes, I am so-and-so age, but you know what? He is an adult, too. He should know better as well, and I will not take that shit from a little cockeyed fool like him. And I was very professional about it, and the dean let me go. Meanwhile, he's getting reamed out because, number one, he was blasting music. Um, he made derogatory racial slurs. He made threats. Well, as for playing the video games, it's an open lab. You could do what you want, but that rule just got changed. And I'm like, you know what? I'm six weeks from finishing. I don't need this right now. Don't show. Yep. It was, it was probably a really lame match video he was watching, too. Actually, no. He was actually sitting there with his friggin' uh, PC controller playing Street Fighter 3 on emulation. Sure. Justin Wong, he is not. Mm. And you want to know something? I, I've actually seen people in, in my classroom playing Warcraft on the school's <laughs> Wi-Fi, but on their own machines and so forth. I have a tablet. I have my DS. If there are NES emulation games online, I will play them. Anything else, I may play them too, but if or not allowed, it ain't a, it's not a deal breaker. And if I have to, I'll put on something and I'll bring it in and play it on my own system. And now that we got that out the way, let's go ahead, mute microphones, take our first break, and let's get into the swing of things. Already. Yeah. We will be back. Great.
Podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out The Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. So, anywho, I'm sitting here in the chat saying that um, Winamp pretty much trolled me. So, as we were talking about Equestria Girls and Scarlett mentioning Doug, I go looking for Doug on in my in my music folders. I'm like, I must have it. I mean, really? What did I, you find? A Welcome to the Doug Jam? No, 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 no. I'm it's sorted by artists, so it brings up everything with Doug in it. Halfway down. 
artist, black man, album is in kanji, track five, Avion Polka. <laughs> what? Yeah, I just, I was like, head desk. Like, really? Wow. Yeah. So, so um, anywho, and now we're all talking about Super Sentai in the chat room, so might as well join us, live.vognetwork.com. Come on in and continue talking about um, Super Sentai with us. And we're going to kind of fix up some things from like the last episode a couple of weeks ago where Uni accidentally broke uh, Eternal Venus, but I forgive her for that. <laughs> Oops. But it was a blessing in disguise because... I was trying to figure out why was it it not recording. Come to find out, Audition will find the compu- the hard drive with the largest drive space as cache for recording. So it goes directly to my one terabyte drive. Come to find out that my terabyte drive was going into sleep mode, which means Windows will not see it. So I'm like, well, fuck. What am I to do? A little bit of research. They're saying it's either the power cord or the board that connects both hard drives together is shot. So I'm like, well, I'm either going to be out $10 on a replacement um, power cord or I'm going to be out $40 on a desktop uh, docking station that can handle both drives. I can send the $40 device back to Amazon now because it was the power cord. Nice. And you got through that entire story without playing Tra-la-la-la-la. Good job. What? You got through that entire story without playing Tra-la-la-la-la because you said trolled at the beginning. Well, Good job. Well, thank you. I do try. I do try. And here comes Act Def a little bit too late. Someone said Super Sentai, a.k.a. Power Rangers. Way to be a half hour. Way to be an hour late to the party, buddy. Well, he's a teacher. He's allowed an exemption. Next time we'll make him we'll make him do a 500 page report on why he's late and the importance of being early and on time. Don't you mean? Eh, never mind. Well, that too. <laughs> so because of that failure, we missed all of Uni talking about Denver Comic Con. If you were here live for the podcast, you got it. But on the feed, it was not there. I had to edit that out. One of the best worst edit jobs I've ever done. <laughs> And we're like so far away laid, but let's get into it before Uni has to run off and create more havoc so we can get more um, property space for world domination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so yeah. Uni, please tell us about Denver Comic Con. <laughs> okay. So Denver Comic Con was uh, right after Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And we had an attendance of 61,000 people which is like half of what San Diego Comic-Con gets. Right. That's any idea. And we had a lot of guests. We had um, William Shatner and George Takei, Will Wheaton, uh, a bunch of the Guild cast, just kind of a nice assortment. Wow. And we were supposed to have Stan Lee, but he had to cancel to uh, go do a cameo in the new Amazing Spider-Man. But... It was, it was a pretty fun weekend, minus a lot of issues with lines. Uh, we ended up... <laughs> Friday, if you got there to get your um, any type of tickets, you were kind of screwed from the get-go because the wait was anywhere from an hour to four hours. Oops. Because everybody was in the same freaking line. Um, once 
I got there, like, because I had been helping all day with friends getting their Artist Alley stuff set up. And once I could actually go pick up my badge, I was told I would have a four-hour wait. And the convention was closing in, like, two and a half hours. So I, I promptly found a con director, told him what my issue was with it all. So they sent me to the head of registration. And they ended up getting my badge for myself and my boyfriend's badge uh, to us like immediately because I demanded a refund otherwise. Mm. So finally got our badge, but every single day of the convention, we had to stand in line and wait to get in, which was irritating because last year they didn't do that. And we found out it was because Argus event staff, who are the uh, people for staffing the convention center itself, made all these new rules that we had to abide by, especially once the fire marshal came out and decided that there was way too many people. So it, it was it was a mess with registration and mm -hmm. just getting in each day, but the convention itself was pretty fun. So I plan on going back. I plan on um, being a little crazier next year with costumes. Sounds and Staying closer. <laughs> it sounds a lot better than that other convention you went to. Yeah. The convention we do not name. Sort of like, um... Yeah, that convention is on a list of other uh, titles that we don't mention on the network. Um... Voldemort is one, and that stupid lawyer from Florida is the other one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we we don't mention those names. Yeah. We'll see if said convention is around next year. <laughs> oh. I, I, I know what I see happening. It won't be around next year. It'll reform with a new group with a different name. And you're like, why do these people... Oh, fuck. It's kind of like CooneyCon. Does anybody remember CooneyCon, the traveling convention? Barely. I didn't even know that was a thing, but no, I didn't hear, I haven't heard about it. There was a traveling convention for a while called CooneyCon, and it hit here in Denver and a few other places. And like Greg Aris was at it for one of them. Um, I think he was here for the Denver one. And it wasn't a bad convention, but it was obvious these people didn't know what the hell they were doing. Mm. But. I didn't mind it. I got drunk the entire time, so I don't really remember <laughs> that much. Well, well, when you get Sometimes to that... those are your best convention memories, are the ones that aren't quite that clear. Yeah. I just remember getting drunk and Sephiroth. It was, it was good times. It was good times. Wait, drunk as Sephiroth or drunk with Sephiroth? Drunk as Sephiroth. Did you try and kill Aris while mm. swinging that big blade around drunkenly? Uh, that yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Which was really hilarious because my Aris was drunk, too. Ooh, did you try singing Sephiroth's scene while drunk? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I did have people um, try to uh, steal my sword for molestation, but um, yeah, pe people understand. I stand up for myself. You touch my things, I hurt you. <laughs> Ow. Let's, let's, yeah. be, be down, girl. Down. Do, do we have to put you on a leash when we go to conventions? Kind of. Now just keep the tranquil. Sounds like hand. it. Um, great. We got to keep one on a leash and another one in a cage. What is this? A traveling Shush. circus? Yes. No, circuses oh, get fuck. they bring in money. 
<laughs> we lose money. We make the money, and then we find we look for the money. Jen took the money and bought more alcohol, and we're just like, "Fuck it, <laughs> we're going to do that anyway." <laughs> yeah, that's where we lose all the money. <laughs> but it was for a great cause. It was for a great cause. I just wish I remembered more of it. <laughs> Are you talking about yeah. our BronyCon? <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. there's a fine line between being able to play Cards Against Humanity while drunk and being drunk and playing Cards Against Humanity. Ah, uh, yeah. Because um, I I went ahead and told I went and told Jamie that story. I sent her the pictures. Yeah, I remember playing Cards Against Humanity. I remember failing at it because I was too drunk to be funny. That was most hilarious because that was really, really shit-based. Yeah. Mako-chan, honey, that was, that was your, your bad for doing the honey badger don't care and mixing every bit of liquor in the room she into this, like, it was, great, it was great of insanity. I was like, you know there's Everclear in that? I'm like... It was tasty, and you guys left, and I didn't actually have a badge for the convention. So you guys went off and did your thing, and I stayed and drank. We had <laughs> we had a drunk a, derpy hooves was, in the room. Fail. It was fail rate. Fail rate was fail. I don't know what the hell that was, bro. It was it was it was Become. fail rate was fail. That was the rave. It, you're at a convention called Bro Nikon. Yes, I know. And then I left, hung out with Silver Phoenix for a little bit, turned and got my picture with John Delancey. Bastard. Nice. You mad, Brony? You mad? Yes. <laughs> you mad, Brony? Ah, Uni's got to go. Oh, Uni has to leave now. And to go take over the world. Well, of course. Well, we do need a new Galaxia, so yeah. Well, I got I got the costume ready, so. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey. See, we need a picture of you Galaxia standing in front of the cubicle with the mug. Like, yeah, I need you to come in on Saturday for some more more uh, seals to steal. Yeah, I kind of need that. Or throwing yeah, a stapler on the ground. I threw it on the ground. <laughs> I can see um, Malmochon Mal- going, I do believe I, I have my stapler. You, you took my stapler. <laughs> <laughs> But I got to get going, everybody, okay. unfortunately. All right. Uni, before you get out of here, where can people check out your convention your convention cosplays and all that cool stuff? Um, you can either find me on Twitter as Koi Engi, which is K-O-I-E-N-G-I. Facebook is Unikoi. Two? Yes, two. Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise, there's Cosplay Blog with a Brain. Literally, just type it in Google. It is the first thing that comes up. Legit. So, I will see you all later. Bye. Kids, see you later. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, which isn't much. Well, we <laughs> I probably still do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Oh wow that 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 was awesome. That 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 was cool. All right now. Now we got that out the way, and I'm looking at audition. It's still going strong, so we have the Denver Comic Con report in a nutshell. Well, what we got out of it? Well, yeah, it was the mo- it was the meat and potatoes. Line Con times two. Uh, uh, um, still alive is running through my head, and my head's trying to remember the parody lyrics. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> 
as long as the, I have a couple of them, but remember a couple of them, not the whole thing. Someone posted the, the full lyrics on the Anime Boston forums. Yeah, yes, uh, they, they should. If you're looking for the still in line lyrics, they they still should be on the AB forums in archive. What we awesome. what we have to do next time? They were they were actually really funny and really well written. So <laughs> I had to say I I, I I lolled. This is what we have to do next time. We have to get together with Rock Band and Mako has to sing the song song parody, and I will set the recorder for it. It's got oh, that's got to happen. Okay, sure. I'd I'd totally be down for that. Hell yeah. So I guess that's what's happening in September. Probably. At, I think that's going to be our yeah, official staff day. retreat. <laughs> and my staff retreat, I mean, how many shots can you take before you pass the fuck out? <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and say 20. Depends on what I'm doing shots of, my, my friends. Yeah, it seems that our uh, annual barbecue weekend is now going to be staff barbecue weekend. Well, when you think about it, it's mostly um, the. It's uh, mostly staff, staff anyway. Yeah, so we might as well just make it official and shit. <laughs> I just hope that there's enough room for everybody in my house. That's the weekend after Nauticon. I'm going to be so ripped. Like, it's just going to be ridiculous. You too? Well. Well, I'm, we, I'm pretty much off the first like two weeks of September, so it's like, hopefully I'll have a chance to rest up. <laughs> hopefully, right after I right hopefully. after I sign off the rent check for July, logging into PayPal, setting it up, buying my badge so I can get the room. Let's do this shit right. Oh, hey, so your your landlord takes a rent by PayPal too? No, no, I'm just saying when I write off the check. And I see how much money is left, and I pay off some of my PayPal bill, and then boom. No, see, some of um, some of my um, my, my my other like co-inhabitants of the apartment complex here of the uh, of the old ass building that I live in are saying that they actually take they have a PayPal to take the rent. I'm like, I haven't seen this. What what is this mysterious PayPal? Ooh. And then I look it up, and I was like, holy crap! They actually take rent online. This is so freaking cool. Like nobody told me about this technology. You gotta love. I that. know it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, now for more amazing things. Oh, wrong window. Jen, tell us about Port Con, Maine, or what you remember of it. <laughs> oh, I, I actually remember all of Port Con, Maine, oh, mostly sweet. because I really didn't do much of any kind of like partying and and. and and stuff. Um, you had to be the responsible I, one, I know. No, 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 not because of that. I don't know if um, the reader, the listenership really um, really knows me. I haven't been on many, many podcasts mm-hmm. here with you guys at all. But um, in, uh, at the end of May, my, my mother passed away. And I really, I, I really haven't felt like, you know, being much involved in the world since that happened mm-hmm. because, I guess, of obvious reasons. And I figured I would go to my, go to my commitments that I've committed to. And Port Con was one of those commitments that I made a year ago. Right. And I was at the con. I did have a really good time, but I really wasn't just like in like the partying mood. I, I'm, I was still really just kind of like mellow, just mm-hmm. kind of like just kind of hanging back and not, you know, not really just like up in everyone's up in everyone's face. It was just a weird, a weird time. It's things are still really weird for me. So that's that's why I say that I remember everything because I really just wasn't in a hey let's party till three in the morning mood. <laughs> well. As I said on on the staff um, forums, Ari, 
It's 316 miles to Portland, Maine. We have a full tank of gas, half a case of ramen. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hit it. <laughs> and that was that, that. That was quite epic. Props to you guys. And my, my biggest concern was how many state troopers I was going to have following me. You know, in terms of states. No, honestly, you're you're in PA, Ari. So I think the biggest worry Jersey. you have is 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 New Jersey. Well, if we yeah, mo- I've had the uh, Blues Brothers team on Infinite Blues Ball. Just honestly, yes. after after that, I can tell you where all the troopers sit in Connecticut because they're really they're really only they really only crack down hardcore on the corner after Hartford between Hartford and the state line of Massachusetts. Ah. You really have to just watch your shit because I it's... drove by the uh, WWE World Headquarters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I drove by there a couple times when I was out when I was out in Connecticut for work a couple years back. Hey, Vince. So yeah, so so, so poor Maine. I really encourage both of you to come up and experience it one uh, at least once. And um, here, wait, wait, wait! I gotta pop my beer on the actual um, actual microphone this time. Okay. Just because, and um, it's it's a very it's a very small convention. It's about two thousand people, I think. And I've been on their staff since two thousand and seven, and it really is like one of those times of the year that I look forward to the most. And I don't know if any of you guys would agree, but sometimes the smaller cons are often the most memorable. Yeah, that's why you have to come with me to AAC next year. I mean, this year. It's yes. what about Castle Point? Well, that too. Yeah, and a lot of people who go to PortCon actually do go to AAC, Bakaratsukan, and Connecticut. Some of the a lot of them go to Annie Boston too, but they go to a lot of the smaller New England conventions. And what's really nice about those is that you actually get a chance to see people multiple times over the weekend Hell and yeah. not like getting lost in a freaking big convention center. So. So other than um, a, a little, little bit of background on PortCon, Maine, is um, we actually are the, um, apparently the easternmost anime convention or convention in, um, in the United States. A little bit of fun trivia. Mm-hmm. A couple of years back, we actually went to um, re- uh, rebrand ourselves. We used to be called Maine's Anime and Gaming Convention, and we wanted to rebrand ourselves mm-hmm. as Maine's Geek Culture Convention. And okay. our con chair, uh, Julie York, really friggin' awesome woman. Like, she is the shit. I can't say anything more that's better about her because she's fantastic. She really wanted to rename this, and she's, she posed it to all of um, all of her executive chairs, who are like the seven people under her. And she said, well, do you think branding it as a geek culture convention would be negative? Do you think people would say, you know, that's, I, I don't want to be called a geek? And unanimously, the entire exec, exec board said, hey, no. I think geek culture is, is, has become something that is acceptable and people are actually proud to be a part of. So we went and uh, we rebranded ourselves Maine's Geek Culture Convention, and we've been going under that moniker for the past three years. We are on our 12th year, and we're, uh, we're going really strong. That sounds really awesome. I like that. Anybody else want to chime in on here? Or just want to have me like talk Yo, and talk. Cool. And talk and if we talk. come up like, with any what? random questions, we'll throw them right out <laughs> at you. No, yeah, please do because I'm like I'm just gonna have like like what kind of guests but talking. Yeah. So. What, all right, what kind of guests were there? Um, the uh, the guests that we had at PortCon, actually, I can grab my um, 
and grab my little con brochure really uh, really quickly. Um, Keith, uh, Keith Candido was the one that I had hung out with the most, mostly because I was really good friends with uh, with his wife. He is uh, he's a sci fi author, and mm. uh, he's really he's really chill, really laid back. Um, I'm grabbing my little con brochure here just to um, get the. Well, get the I, entire uh, the entire guest list here for you. While you grab your guest list, as, as as you can tell, being being staff and being a staff chair, I don't actually get a chance to do much um, in in the way of actually going to the convention. So I have very little idea of what is going on in departments other than mine because I'm trying to manage my department. Mm-hmm. Well, as you bring up the information, we go to the chat room real quick here. Uh, Radiator asks you, uh, Jen, you live in an old-ass building. What? Is it a building that resembles an old wrinkly butt? No, it actually, actually resembles an old stone building that was built in 1745. Um, if, if he wants to see what my building actually looks like, he can find a picture of it online. He could uh, go to Google and look up a Bethlehem, Pennsylvania bell house, and he will find a picture of the front of my building. It is an old stone building built by the original settlers of our town, and it was where, uh, where the married couples used to live. Oh, okay. And it has a lot of those weird little quirky things that you will find in very, very old buildings. Such as the, um, the door that I thought was a pantry mm-hmm. in, my, in my kitchen turning out to be a, um, a place where the fireplace used to be when, when the building was first inhabited. Nice. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So... So pretty much PortCon Maine is not it's 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 sort of like ZenkaiCon. It's anime, manga, science fiction, the whole yes. gamut of things. Okay. Yeah, absolutely absolutely, which is why we wanted to rebrand as the Geek Culture Convention. We do have a lot of um we, we actually have had a lot of uh, of bands. Yeah. This year we had a lot of local bands that kind of like do like the whole geek culture circuit. Right, like- we have um we have we Usually have a lot. We have different sci-fi authors, different web comic authors. Okay. Um. What? what, what we, we do. We do have a game room. Mm-hmm. We do have a manga reading room. We do have video screenings. We have panels. We have a masquerade. The masquerade is really cool because it's not open not to just not to just anime, not to just comics, mm-hmm. not to just Eastern anime, but animation, but anything Western animation, web comics, science fiction. It's Marvel, DC, whatever you want to do, steampunk, original characters, it's open to everything. The way you were and, saying that, you, you makes me think that there was a webcomic uh, skit, was there? I did not go to the masquerade, so I do not know what, um, what was actually performed there. I was working. My, um, my, my role there is actually as a department chair, so I'm, I'm usually involved in my department the entire time. Okay. Now... You had me at local artists. Like, what kind of artists were there? Were, were, were the Leech Street Boys there this year? They were not. Oh. No, they were not. Um, and I, I'm still trying to bring, bring up the, uh, the information on here. I'm, I'm looking through all of, my, um, all of my bags trying to find my brochure. They already changed the website, so I'm not finding it on the website. So, um, so what kind of cosplays did you see? Oh, my gosh. The one thing that really amazed me at such a small convention is how many people brought their absolute A-game for cosplay. 
Um, I'm actually uploading some pictures to the Dropbox tonight mm -hmm. that show some of the that, some of the costumes that were there. One of my favorites that I saw that I took a picture of on Thursday. This is on Thursday. We open up for pre-registered people. We open up our, our, our the convention doors on Thursday for certain special events. And on Thursday, this lady had this most amazing TARDIS dress. And Ooh. I'm sure by now people have seen all of the, um, the pictures of the, the, the big TARDIS dress that was actually at Aresia this past year. This girl did, um, our, our theme this past year was like a, a decade of decadence. So yeah. a lot of people did steampunky type things, Victorian type things. She did a Victorian styled with a corset and a bustle TARDIS dress. The over the the corset and the overskirt were blue, like like the outside of the TARDIS, and her corset had the windows like going right up over where the cleavage was. Those were the, the windows, the police box windows. Okay. And she had a, a little fascinator that also had that was like at the top of the police box, and then her underskirt was under her bustle was the the tan and the entire the inside of the TARDIS. So the way it was bustled up in the front, you could see the underskirt, that was the inside of the TARDIS. That had to be my favorite costume of the entire convention. It was brilliant. Well this is this is certainly a small world. I've always said it's been six degrees of me when it comes to costume for the longest, but as you describe that TARDIS dress, Scarlet and I chat room goes, I know that person. Oh wow. Nice. I might have to hand hand her the title of Six Degrees to her. Real, but but the thing is, it, re it really is. I mean, if you go to a couple of um, a couple of conventions, like you wind up seeing a lot of this, the same things. And she she very well may that doesn't surprise me at all. And I don't again. I don't know if she won anything. I know she got something in um in the parade. One of the newer events that we wound up doing was a parade through the main mall. Our convention is held right across from like probably the largest mall in the state of Maine okay. in South Portland. And the mall has been really cool with us. Try like Best Buy has been in on getting um getting coupons and discounts and different specials and stuff. And the mall actually allows us to do a costume parade through the mall. You don't have to sign up for the masquerade. You don't have to, you know, sign up to actually go on stage at like our masquerade. But if you just want to parade through the mall, you can. That's and cool. I knew people who were judges for, um, for, for, for that. And I definitely know that, that the TARDIS girl got something in, in the mall parade. I like that. All right, now, we get gaming. Now, how, how was uh, PortCon Maine different from last year or the year prior? I think every year, what we really try to do is we really try to step it up. We really try to step up to the next level. We take all of our feedback very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. And um, whatever, like we, we actually have a suggestion box going for the entire convention. At, at Con Feedback, um, the chair will read the suggestions to a room of, of people who are there to hear the suggestions. They're all anonymous. Mm -hmm. And we, she actually compiles them and all of the chairs have these suggestions. And that is what we, what we work on do, uh, work on for the next year. Okay. So being as small as we are, we can actually take, um, we can actually take these suggestions seriously and really work on ramping up that factor. One of the things that we were, uh, again, actually two of our biggest concerns this year were both were bootlegs and, um, the whole, you know, cosplay is not consent, you know, see something, say something. Right, right. So that, those were the two big concerns. So the dealer's room was very, very much on the, on the outlook for, for bootleg merchandise. 
and we did have signs posted. We had a panel on it. We had people discussing the whole, you know, cosplay is not consent. And, you know, it's just, just because you, know, you see something, please say something, even though you're not staff. Exactly. And so we did have people, you know, of course, I had friends on security. I, we, they did have more people coming up and saying, hey, listen, I'm noticing somebody's being harassed or somebody is having a hard time with, 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 with a certain person at the convention. Can you address that? So it seemed like that was was definitely taken care of because that was brought to our attention. It was something that we had on the forefront of our minds the entire weekend. And that's good. That's good. Because I was telling cosplayers, you know, if you're getting harassed and staff isn't around, Mm -hmm. snap a picture. Take it to staff. Let them handle it. And then you can always show that to to a staffer. And that staffer can, in turn, identify that person. And if it's a smaller con, it's more difficult for them to get away with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is holding people accountable. And I cannot find my convention brochure anywhere. Oops. Did you, was there a, a guidebook guide to it? There is a guidebook guide. That's actually what I'm bringing up now. You see, I, I, I find that funny. A lot of conventions talk about, oh, we can't do it because of the price. And I'm like, well, these conventions. No, and one of the, one of the, things at, at our con feedback this year was a lot of people thanked us for using the guidebook. They're like, this is fantastic. I don't have to carry the the con program with me. This, this is great. I mean, I like having like the con guides. I try to keep as many as I can, but having the guidebook app reminding me 15 minutes in advance, oh, this pan's going, gives me time to go back to the room, grab equipment or change or do this and do that. It, it works out so well. Yeah, it works when it actually works. I think that's something I mean, New York Comic Con needs to do. And I'm very surprised that a, a con that size con, does not do that. Have fun with that. They wrote their own um, app, and all it all it does. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. sorry. I thought you were talking about a uh, cosplay's not consent again. Sorry, uh, just no, blank there for a second. Just a sec. But what it is is that Comic Con writes their own app, and all the app does is pull information from the website. So if there's any changes at the con and it's not reflecting the website, you're not going to know. So yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for reminding me that I still have my guidebook on here. Um, a lot of, of the uh, the headlining guests were um, Charles uh, Charles Dunbar, Jeremy Lee, Chris Kaysen, um Keith uh, Keith DeCandido, uh, JL Major, Jeff Day, Luke McMaster's Morgan. We had the main Ghostbusters and the Mandalorian Mercs there, the costume organizations. Ooh. We had um, featured panelists, um, Sketch, Robert Sketch, Schultz. I'm not sure if, if you're from New England, you may know him. He was the uh, the Leathery Bash. He was... Oh, um, I know who that is. Yeah. Links from, from Chrono Crusade. He, I mean, he did, a, he did a Chrono Cross. He did a lot of really high high profile costumes. He was Conti from uh, Fully Fully a couple of years ago. He did some costume panels. Um, so did uh, Liz O'Malley of Anime Cons. And we also had um, the, the SCA, the local SCA chapter, doing some programming. Uh, Sean French did some, uh, did some guest programming. Uh, the bands we had, we had the Side Scrollers, Late Night Disaster, Ooh. and the four-player co-op. Wow. And they did, they pretty much did, we had like one concert every day. Now, I, I definitely like that. So we've been looking to kind of like diversify. The one year we had um, 
I think they were just called like like a, a geek comedy troupe. Mm-hmm. So um and the, the plus the, two comedy. That's one. No, of the no, no, it wasn't them. It was it. I, I can't remember the exact name. This was three years ago. But they had. I actually went to see their act, and it was really, really good. So we wound up getting some other improv actors called Dorks and Dungeons Live. Mm. That's a show I wish I would have seen again. I'm so entrenched in my own department that I'm rarely out seeing any of the main events. But that was um, that was something that that I've, I've heard good things about. Well, you, you got me co- convinced of one, of wanting to go, so I, I may just have to do that somehow. Get my way up there. Yeah, it's like I said, it's it's tiny, and the the age the age continuum actually skews a bit young, but I think we really do try and pull out our A game every year by taking feedback directly from the people who are coming to our event. I like the sound of that. And we have a lot of, of course, the the, the regular events you would expect. We do have, of course, guys at the masquerade. We have the costume parade. We have um, a lot of events that are unique to our to our, our event the the con chair actually does this it's it's 18 plus it's late night but it's called extreme geek mm-hmm. it's basically fear factor for nerds oh. it is a it, it is not a serious competition but it is a tradition that we've always done for 12 years at this convention it's and what they it, make you do socialize with the opposite sex it, 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 it consists of, 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 of physical challenges, like, you know, like pop a balloon between a guy and a girl or something. You, you, you have teams. You organize yourselves in teams. You can have, like, the one year there was the cosplayer team. There was, like, somebody, everybody was dressed up like superheroes the one year. There was, like, the Marvel DC superheroes team. There's the staff team, the security team. Like, whoever shows up, they will organize them into teams based on something. So there's usually four or five teams competing. And some of the past events have been, of course, as tame as a trivia competition. Um, something silly between guys and girls, like, you know, pop the balloon or tie the cherry with, uh, with your tongue or something like that. And name, uh, name that picture. But we also get into a lot of physical challenges. We used to have an event called the Drag Race, which was where a male member of the team came up to the stage, got dressed in a cheap-ass thrift shop dress, and had to go and run some sort of crazy errand. Uh, the year that I was on a team, which was, I want to say 2009, that was the year that they had to run to Tim Hortons, Timmy Ho-Ho's, like the Dunkin' Donuts of Maine, which hey, is hey, how to block up the street and order the con share a sandwich. Just for the record, stress. just for the record, there are Timmy Ho's in New York City. That was the only Timmy Ho's that I saw anywhere mm-hmm. south of Maine. I went there during Comic Con in 2010. I was like, oh "My God, really? Yep. This, is, this is crazy." I mean, the Geek Challenges—it it, it sounds like like one of my favorite game shows from back in the day, Double Dare. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. it is kind of like it's like a, a Double Dare, a Fear Factor for for nerds. And one of the other standing events is also the Gross Food Challenge. Uh, Julie makes something really disgusting every year, mm-hmm. and you have to have somebody on your team eat it without throwing up. I think oh. I think if we win it as a team, I think we I think I could probably get somebody to do that. That would not be me. Well, like I said, I think I can get somebody. I think you could do that. Well, I do that's have an. Iron- I'm like Adam. That's you. I'm like that is you. Well, I do have an ironclad stomach. So. Yes, you do. At least you guys had the class to not make the really big guy on on the staff do the eating contest. <laughs> 
that person's well, not on the podcast right I'm, now. I'm like, unless you actually have an iron stomach. Like, I don't know if you do or not. So, <laughs> see, uh, already like define gross. Oh, um, the one year um, she had made sandwiches where she marinated tuna salad in Asian fish sauce and kimchi. And she put peanut butter on the bread before she put it on the bread. It's like, it was like bread and white bread, peanut butter, um, tuna salad that was marinated in like kimchi and soy sauce. And she kind of let it soak in there overnight. So it was like a really soggy, messy, smelly goodness. Well, um, that would trigger my allergies, so I'm out. Yeah. That actually sounds kind of good. And, and something else, there was, there was something involving like, um, like the, the salmon roe from sushi one year, but I, I didn't go to that one. I only heard that one through hearsay. Mm. And then last year, apparently there were some, there were cupcakes stuffed with really gross things. Like you would have like a cupcake, but it would be stuffed with like hot chili sauce and like anchovies or something. Like it was just. That sounds like a competition that you need to smoke before you uh, compete in so that all of those competing flavors really don't bother you. So in other words, you're going to take the challenge. What was that? That means you're going to take the challenge. I'm not going to take that challenge. Uh Uh-uh, hell no. I've got enough issues. <laughs> yeah, I really don't think that Mako-chan should be taking that challenge. Not right now. No, we, 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 we wouldn't force her against her own free will to do that. Yeah. Never. Maybe after the gallbladder's out. Possibly. Mm, but anyway, the, the, the whole entire summary of Pork on Main is it's for a small convention, you're going to see A-game costumes. And again, I'm Dropboxing you some of examples of those costumes, so I'm not going beyond like what my favorite one was, just right. to save time. And you are going to see some very, very unique events, like Extreme Geek, like the um, the, the comedy shows, the, the the multiple bands. And I I always do my Rule 34 panel, like that's usually always happens. <laughs> and and you're going to to get to see a convention that that is small enough where you can you can continue to hang with your friends and you can do things as a group and it's not so overwhelming and so crowded and just overall overwhelming and ridiculous. Very nice. I like that. Okay. Now, now due to time constraints, we got to cut one of the articles, but this is something I, I definitely did want to discuss with the group on um, Crunchyroll. They have this article up new Japanese poll reveals why guys secretly wish to date otaku girls. Oh, this is going to be a fucking minefield. <laughs> you, ha- you have no idea. You have no idea. And speaking of minefield, I just found out people write Minesweeper fan fiction. No, there is... Yeah, I didn't need to hear that. I, I have Minesweeper Rule 34 that I've used as one of my panels about two years ago. Oh. What? It exists. Minesweeper Rule 34. No, no, I Sexy know what bombs? What? Is, oh. But uh, just the fact that it does exist is just... Mm-hmm. Well, if someone actually, if someone can actually film a a successful Minesweeper fan film trailer, you know, I guess not. You know, hey. But anywho, just because you can do a do a movie based off a board game doesn't mean you should. What, they didn't learn that lesson with Battleship, now did they? What about the Xbox One? <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> okay. 
Nine reasons why guys secretly wish to date otaku girls at least once in their lives. Reason number one, because she must be devoted and faithful. Yeah, sure. That's none of the females on my staff. <laughs> oh! Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm talking, now, back it up. Back it I up. I resemble that comment. Look, um, I'm talking about the reason. We, You guys are not devoted and faithful to me in that sense. Come on. You guys do do the work for me. I don't, you know, <laughs> you don't go around calling me Ranma Sama or something like that. I'll probably end up, I'll probably end up twitching out and having to do a shot. See what I'm saying? No, I am. A, I am a yeah, cat. but you would enjoy the fuck out of it for the I'm, for the first ten minutes. Yes, I'm a castrating bitch. So just saying. Whoa! No need to get. Oh, she wants. Well, I'm going to link her to the article. So, or at least I've been I've been accused of that. Uh, wait. Anyway, what? reason number two. Ugh. It's cute to see how different she is when she's talking normally and have a, co- a conversation about otaku things. Oh, well, I can kind of see that, you know. But I think in my mind, it's like, it's like, really? I can't believe you. And if it's something that's in my fandom, I'm right, I'm right next to her. But granted, I like, you know, I like to date someone who has similar interests as mine, but, you know, there is that takes it too far subsect that mm-hmm. we tend to stay away from. Mm-hmm. And I only and I don't really know what when anime these uh, images are from, so I'm kind of losing I'm, a bit of context on this. I'm not going to try. I think they're just using screenshots to example exemplify the reasons. Malka, you want to grab number three? Reason number three: She must be able to pull me into the world, into the whole new world. Because that's how you pull someone into because that's how you pull someone into a world by dressing up as a giant piece of strawberry shortcake. Seriously, what the fuck kind of context is this coming? With fishnets, what the hell? Seriously, what the fuck kind of context is this? Or do I want to know? So, what what exactly is this saying? She must be able to pull me into the whole new world. What fucking new world? We could get out of the palace. No, 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 no. I will dive through this set set into the computer, come out your end, and strangle you. And I'm going to click this up because... Love it. Because it, it, only, it only came out one side. <laughs> And there is a parody of that song, a whole new porn. It was sung at one of the bur- cosplay burlesque shows years ago. But in all honesty, a an image of Deadpool strangling Santa Claus with a string of barbed wire makes more sense than this. ECW, ECW, ECW. Yeah. Oh, sorry. If we go back to the chat room. Scarlet, uh, no, Act Def goes, then again, the Hurt Locker could be a Minesweeper story. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Bit of a stretch, but maybe. Yeah. Oh, I have to take number four because it, it, it makes my inner feminist just want to rage. By all means. 
So back to um, back to the list. Number reason number four, and of course it shows a maid cat girl. Huh. And reason number four is she must be not experienced and easy to influence. And, if I'm not- and in my opinion, um, that is the influence of the whole moe subculture in anime, looking for um, the, the innocent and submissive young woman. Please. If she's an otaku, she's been watching she's, at least Yaoi Hentai. She is probably the one of the biggest freaks ever. If you see if you meet a girl at a con, just saying, don't expect that unless you're role playing specifically for that. Well, she there has is Tundere a and she knows how to use it. Now, I think the screen cap for this is from I can't believe my sister is this cute. So I think that's a reference to that. So, but oh god, a, that, that very innate, the very name of that anime makes me a made cat I'm like that. Just that with that caption, just my ovaries are exploding uh, with, with rage, with feminist rage. See, I don't know. We should go down that route, but I'm just—I've worked. I work with the Moe people every so often when I'm working the maid show. I admit, you, I do like the Moe culture, but it's not to the point where I'm like, I must marry you. You just get points in my book, my waifu. You get points in my book. <laughs> what else can you do besides the Moe? What else can you do besides that? You know? Yeah. Number five. This is something that I agree with. To a certain extent, she must be too busy with her hobby to bother me too much. <laughs> Everybody has their hobbies. If you want to go do something, go do it. I'm gonna go take care of what I gotta do. If you know that I'm not gonna be really into your hobby, you're not gonna bother me when you're gonna go have your fun with your friends. Have at it. As long as you don't try and pull me into your dumbass hobbies, I will keep to my hobbies and you can keep to yours. Yep. That is how I feel. Which is or why you don't try and beat me over the head with your hobbies. Which is um, No, I had an ex that did not appreciate that I was not into Warhammer and kept trying to get me into Warhammer. And it annoyed the fuck out of me because I was just not into Warhammer. And that also goes on the same token of like when you're dating and you meet somebody outside of your geek culture and you try to force them into cosplay and and this and that and vice versa. If they don't want to, they don't want to, but they still respect what you have to, what you do. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, as long as they're as long as they're not going to be standing there bitching because you happen to dress up in costumes. Mm Or if they don't like that anime, or whatever they're not really too big on it. Don't make, don't force them to watch a different genre. They just don't like it. Okay, now reason number six: mm-hmm. she must understand my hobby too. Well, that's no. just relationship one hundred and one. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. There's a difference between understanding and dragging somebody into it. Like Mako Chan said just now, she didn't like the fact that her ex boyfriend was pulling her into Warhammer. She understood. Well, she, let's just do a slight spin. She understood his hobby, but on the same token, she has her own hobbies that she that he, you know he got to understand that you know. It also but depends if I, but if on I did someone who wasn't into the same shit that I was in. I would learn to curb that very, very easily. You know, put it off to the side. There, it also depends on how deeply into the hobby you are. Mm-hmm. If you live and breathe your hobby and you're trying to get with somebody that isn't into that, it ain't going to work. Right, right. 
like uh, or like all those people that are addicted to wow if you're not into that and you don't get like you don't get that even if you do get that and you're just not into it and their whole life is wow it ain't gonna work there you go okay uh whose turn is it for number seven Reason number seven: She must be submissive, and I can easily lead her. This only works. That only works. That only works if you're in the bed. Just saying. <laughs> Not necessarily. Oh wow! Oh shit! I can imagine Mako oh, wow. or uh, <laughs> no, you. J- you I, I can imagine either one of you two punching our dicks up into our throats if we ever tried doing that with you. I think we should file this under role play. You know? File this under role play. And leave it at that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I've seen some really fucked up shit out there, so. Mm-hmm. Especially with some of the people we hang out with. Yeah, but I mean, l- look at my my uh main study and i i've seen some really shit like really weird shit out there so this one doesn't necessarily bother me as much as a lot of people think it would mm-hmm. but then again i am trying to be the next dr ruth so <sighs> i'd buy it <laughs> okay uh, Jen, I think you have number eight. I have number eight. Mm-hmm. I'm multitasking right now. I yeah. apologize. Okay, Reason no number eight. It's really cool that she has something that she is serious about. Well, I've, I'm actually not pissed off about this. <laughs> well, you can be seriously about a lot of things, never mind a hobby. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know this one girl. I, I, I've seen... I mean, I've flirted with her. I've seen other guys that were, that are like more attractive than me flirt with her. All she sees is cosplay, and I'm just like blink, 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 staring, dumbfounded. Yeah, there, there's a difference between being serious about something and being seriously over obsessed with something. But at the same time, it's better than being. One of those people that just giggles a lot. Hmm. And number nine, she will not cheat on me because her hobby is more important than anything. If that's not a load of bullshit, I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Please, her hobby probably leads to that. Yes. Do you do you know how many people I know that who have got who have gotten divorce, counseling, therapy over Warcraft because they met somebody else in Warcraft? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the episode of Big Bang Theory where Howard and Bernadette break up over the troll sex in World of Warcraft. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah, but it's not even that. I mean, how many cosplayers out there are so into character that they see their opposite 
uh, of cosplay and go after that person because oh my yeah. god they're look at who they're cosplaying I have to be with them I've done my cosplay parents and that's, I've that's I'm done. I mean honestly if you want to have a one night stand with somebody who is like cosplaying your whatever canon crush that's what it is that's not something to base a relationship upon but then again I'm old we're all old and we're jaded. all old yeah we're all telling the youngins to get off our lawns. <laughs> yeah. And at the bottom here, because she must be too busy pairing up you and your buddy like below. Yowie! Oh, I don't, God. I don't think I have any female friends that think like that. Um, at least I hope you don't. I don't think I do. And if I do, they don't show any inklings or signs. Uh, that's something special. Yeah. And at the bottom it says, with many overlapping reasons with the previous poll by women, the image of otaku in Japan must be devoted, non-experienced, and submissive. What do you think? Well, that doesn't sound like the image of otaku. That sounds like the image that they give to... Like, a typical Japanese woman. Yeah. Japan. Mm-hmm. But Japanese I, I'm saying more, it, it sounds like what they portray idols to be. Um, female idols, they're not supposed to date. They're not supposed to do anything because they're supposed to have the air of being available to their fans. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And being that, that, that thing that they can somehow attain. But it really, but it really does go back wait, to... Wait, a bit, wait. Being available but not able to date—that's like exactly. But paradoxical. But in, but in Japan, in Japan, they actually like a lot of their pop idols cannot be in a committed relationship yep. because they want to present them as something that's marketable mm-hmm. and able to be attained by their fans. Yep. So they have to appear to be pure and innocent and available and and just open to anybody. Yeah, because why is got a lot of things well, why why is a guy going to go after this person and buy all of her stuff and obsess over her if he knows that she's that no she's longer taken. available? Yeah, it's like the whole Ayahirano debacle that happened a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that doesn't sound like they're. It sounds like they're pushing otaku to be idol-like, which I mean, I. I guess kind of makes sense but at the same time it doesn't because if you're going to be into the otaku kind of lifestyle you're not trying to be the idol you're back there worshipping with all of the other geeks yeah yeah but I, yeah, I think it goes back onto the um, the eastern culture like it's a stereotype it really is that women in the eastern culture are more submissive than they are in the west or have to be more submissive, or, or or culture to be more submissive, and our 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 their their gender role has them that way. Fair enough. I'm not saying it's correct. I'm not saying it's right. But that's the impression a lot of people get about women in different Eastern cultures. Because it, I mean, think about it this way. I, last I recall, I don't hear any of these female girls going, well. 
they kind of sort of went nuts over Justin Bieber in that whole, when he was dating Selena. Go, I can kind of see that, but that's not the whole thing. You know what I mean? Right? Bieber fever. Uh. <laughs> don't ruin this with the Bieber fever. I was just trying to make a point, and I don't think that point was made. No, it was. Oh, okay. um, it was. I actually, I actually think Bieber is our equivalent of a Japanese idol. Because, I mean, yeah, you get some of them that go, oh my god, that couple's so cute. And then you get a lot of them, that's my husband, bitch, get away from him. And not for nothing, I've said that about a couple of different musicians. You sat next to one of them. Yeah, yeah. But I continue to say that Gavin Rossdale is going to break up with Gwen Stefani and marry me. <laughs> <laughs> and I will and I will continue to say that until I'm old and gray. Okay, so so hey, I'm I'm taking it aside here to, to give you a funny Gavin Rossdale story around about 1997 when I was a lot older than most of you guys are right now. But I I had the biggest crush on him when I was in, in college. And I had I had bronchitis. And we were watching MTV back when MTV actually used to play videos. And I wrote a post-it note. I wrote a post-it note to my to my roommate and we were watching him on TV. I said, if I could have Gavin Rossdale to all to myself, his greedy fly would be swallowed. <laughs> and she kept that freaking post-it note for like four fucking years. <laughs> I think at the rate that we're all talking, I might have to put a disclaimer of you must be over the age of 18 to listen. <laughs> like, th- like that'll stop people. Of yeah. course not. That's why there's... That's why I, there's I never watched porn before I was 18. Just saying. Oh, exactly. no, never. Exactly. I didn't sit down, sit down when I was four or five and watch Caligula uncut. No. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Malcolm I didn't have one of those Malcolm black boxes that had all the TV channels, and I do mean all of them. Right now it's almost midnight, so it is officially adult time. Yeah, I think it's time to wrap up, put on, put on the break, put on the the music break, and just start wrapping shit up. Works for me. Yeah, that would probably be best. Yes, we will be back, everyone.
注文はいつもジャッジメンジャッジメン敏感ゲロスピード逮捕
And we come down to the end of yet another episode. I'm going to look at audition. One hour, 54 minutes, and 20 seconds, and still counting. And not a single gap break in there yet. Thank God. Wow. I think we have to start doing one con review per per podcast now. So, um, wait, the hell? Hold on. God damn it, Skype! <laughs> yeah, we were doing that for 45 minutes. It was great. <laughs> Skype, what are you doing? Skype, stop. 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 What are you doing, Skype? Stop. No. Stop. No. Stop. 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 Okay, stop. Redo. There we go. I think ever since Microsoft bought Skype, it's just quality's just kind of going down, and it's getting more, much more bloated. Yeah, well, I mean, if it gets any worse, I may just have to um, dial back a few revisions. Be like, I'm good with this, thank you. So yeah, Nino Kuni was twenty nine ninety nine on Amazon today. If I had the money, I would have printed that shit out and price matched at Best Buy. Because they price match Amazon now. Nice. Well, Best Buy's be- Best Buy is also known as Amazon.com showroom, you know? It looks good. You want it? Yeah, let's go buy it on Amazon. Wait two days, save 300 bucks. Mm. <laughs> well, as I was saying, this was an epic long podcast. We're, we have, we're clocked in at one hour and 56 minutes, and we're still going. I think we should no longer have two convention re- reviews per podcast now. It had nothing to do with the convention reports. Oh, wait. Somebody was foaming at the mouth about Mushroom Girls. I'm sorry. I wasn't foaming at the mouth. We just happened to have people that were interested, Fair that enough. were talking and conversing. Fair enough. And then we, and then we got into Homefuck. Fair enough, fair enough. Alright. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We we do this for free because we like what we do and this is how we roll. So whether you like us or hate us, just drop us an email. Um podcast at animejamsession.com. Just send us an email there and we'll listen to you. Um check out our website, animejamsession.com. Um, we have a brand new uh, cosplay article up by the awesome and talented uni. And I have an article that should be rolling out sometime tomorrow afternoon. I just got to go in and just like, boom, here. But for some reason, you want to get to our podcast and you can't get to it because you're firewall blocked. There are many ways to get to us. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, and Xbox Music. If you find us on iTunes and you listen, we ask for five-star reviews. If you give us one, we'll gladly read it on the air. So check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. As I said before, all of the 2012 videos are up. Now, the million-dollar question is, how soon can I get the 2013 videos up? I am hoping that I can get at least maybe a couple of them up tomorrow. The Senshi Matsuri is rolling around the corner. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, shut it, dude. <laughs> and I forgot to mention at the top of the hour that um, 
Anime Jam Sessions working with Scarlet Rhapsody, who is also, we're also working with Cosplay NYC, with a joint venture with Vogue Network, so with Senshi Matsuri. So on Sunday, this Sunday, starting at 12 p.m., if you go to vognetwork.com, you'll be seeing a live feed of some of the events that are going on at this convention. You you going to say something, Marco? No, I'm just saying I, I, I hope that I'm actually off of work to be able to watch it all. Cool. So this is what we'll be having at 12. We'll be showing the, the opening ceremonies and Sensei Generation performing. Um, I think they're going to be doing Twinkle Twinkle Sailor Stars. Or, or Sailor Sensei. I forget the, the actual name, but they'll be doing that. And at 1.30, we'll be airing Cosplay Court Case, followed at 2.30 with So You Want to Be a Starlight. Then the Masquerade Cosplay Contest at 3.30. And closing ceremonies with Rainbow Bubble at 5. So swing on by vognetwork.com and check it out. Can't, I can't believe I forgot to mention it at the top of the hour. But anyway... And we also have our own personal YouTube pages. You can find uh, me at DJ Ron S. Ari's at 22682. Mako Chan's at Juke Hey, Jen, you have a YouTube page? I do not. Oh, well. You probably, <laughs> uh, it, might be, it might be for the best. Especially if you see the stuff that we, we pass along to, other, to, to the rest of the staffers. <laughs> Check us out on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. The quick one-stop site where we'll be letting you know when articles are going up. Videos. Photos. Anything to do with the website is right here. What conventions we're going to and so forth. I'm actually thinking about opening up a Tumblr page to shamelessly whore out our articles and and photo, and um, photo albums and stuff. I haven't fully decided yet. I ain't stopping yet. you. I haven't fully decided yet, but... If you do want to follow the staffers on Twitter, you can find me at DJ S. You can find Ari at The Ari Man. Mako Chan is at Jovidea. And I believe Uni's at Koi Engi. So if you, want to, if you want some crack to go along with your day, by all means, follow us. And then there's our official Facebook fan page. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I do believe we're up to... Da, 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 da. Scroll down, scroll down. Be nice, be nice. There we go. 2,454 people. I think that's pretty awesome. And all yep. That, sweet. And all I gotta say is thank you. As long as you like what we're doing, we're gonna continue to post articles, videos, photos. We'll be resharing more stuff from the local cosplay community. If there's anything out there that you want us to know, let us know, and we'll pass it along. We're independents. We work for the people, by the people. That's how it supposed to work more or less Let's see what else we got here um, if you want to find me on Facebook you can find me at facebook.com slash djronmas and Mako-chan is at facebook.com slash Makoto Mako-chan Kino now if you, most likely if you're listening to this on our podcast and you're wondering when you can catch us again Always live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with an encore presentation at Thursdays at 1 p.m. We're right here on the Vogue Network, vognetwork.com. Vogue, Voice of Geeks. We're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. If you're into um, British television, science fiction, and movie, that's British Invaders at 8 p.m. If you're into books, movies, television shows, 
Critical Myth. They're three nights a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 p.m. If you're more into science fiction, especially Doctor Who, check out Pod Culture, Mondays at 9. And then we have Wow Wednesdays. Uh, Girls Gone Wow at Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, followed by Horde House, which is live, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Now, if you're more into television, old school, really the pop culture, and what really grinds your gears, it's Under Sedation Live, Saturdays at 10 p.m. Now, if video games is your standpoint, definitely check out the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. on Sunday, followed by Orange Lounge Radio, which is at 9 p.m. Bobby Blackwolf Show and Orange Lounge Radio, the official flagship programming of the VOG Network with OLR, which is one in its longest-running video gaming show and podcast. 11 years and counting. I think we could do that. I think we can eventually get there. But will we kill ourselves trying to get there first? Mm. Well, I know we're going to kill my liver. (laughs) Well, that's half the fun right there. (laughs) Your liver is evil and it must be punished. Yes, punish it. Your liver's been a very bad, bad boy. <laughs> oh dear. Oh my. <laughs> you brought that on yourself. So, um, since you brought it on yourself, Mako, last words? Uh, I'm gonna get a bowl of cereal and read some Doctor Who fanfic before I have to actually go to sleep for work. Swing low, sweet cherry. Yeah. Luckily, it's only six hours, but at the same time, I have no idea what I'm working after this, because the schedule for starting Thursday isn't set yet. Oops. Yeah. Ari, last words? I don't know how this happened, but somehow my villager in Animal Crossing New Leaf looks like Andy fucking Warhol. <laughs> you should screen cap that and, and just hold on to it. Oh, it's, it's gonna be my mayor photo in a couple minutes. Mm. Jen, <laughs> any last words? You do not, under any circumstance, eat the mind, honey. The consequences are highly unpleasant. <laughs> I'm going back to reading home stuff. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> and there's me. Yes, I put my air conditioner in. It's not in the window. It's actually sitting in the damn window. <laughs> oh, man. I Seems mean, like you're going to have to get an extender for it. Actually, no. It's sitting in the window. What? The side panels stretch out where it blocks that air that's coming in. It's just sitting there, just like that. Yeah, but it's not draining right. Water comes out of that. Actually, it is draining right because there is a fan blowing it out, and I have the um, and I have the um, what you and I have the uh, the, the thing is open. The um, I'm not saying exhausting. Water drips out of that. Oh, I know, I know it does, but um, but what's happening is that and. Hold on, hold on. Critter just rolled into my um into my my uh house. Damn cockroach. Anywho. No, I have the the way it's positioned in the window, the um the screen is up, so it just trips out. 
Ah. It's not. It's it's on a slight angle, kind of propped up. Ah. Okay. And, you I know, see. And I'm like, I would. I was also worried about the freon and all of that. So. So what I ended up doing, I just kept checking on it to make sure that it was draining properly, and it is. Well, that's good. Yeah. So I think that's it. So we it's it's been fun. We'll see you guys same VOD network time, same VOD network channel, which is vodnetwork.com. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. This is Jenny Ray. Good fight. Good night. We're out of here. Peace out, bitches. Bye. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. God damn it. Don't do it in that, in that sing-sounding voice. I got to think of Azamanga Dial. I know. <laughs> Mako chan for fun. Mako chan for fun. You can't that, that, see, you can't see but I'm just face palming. That's kind that, that's kind of scary. <sighs> Good night everyone. about the show. See you next time.